Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 147 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host, who is just gathering her stuff. Introduce yourself, please. Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. How you doing today? I'm doing good. You wrote an article. Got uh, got something to eat. Good to go. I feel real good. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, we're hopefully all feeling uh, in a better mood today because I was uh, I was having a bit of a mood yesterday and Me uh, too. today. Yeah, it was one of those days. So hopefully today. I think the show actually went really well yesterday. But like beforehand, I like, just I didn't have the best vibe. You didn't have the best vibe. But we're working through it. It's one day at a time. We push exactly. We push and we've got uh, a guest host today filling in. Introduce because you're definitely not Shane Cashman. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, everyone. I bet you thought you were going to get Shane Cashman. Good news. Dane Fonts here. No. <laughs> Marketing man extraordinaire and the patron saint of White Boy Summer. Also, I'm not 100% sure, but when we go to three camera mode, I think I again, I think there's another name listed down there, but we'll have to see. I think, An- I think Andrew's still there from when we did our uh, review. We reviewed Obi-Wan Kenobi episode oh. six uh, <laughs> earlier in my gosh. Uh, Oh, God. It I, was I don't, a doozy, yeah, as they say. I, I don't know if you guys are watching that or have watched that, but oy, uh, it is what it is. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I want to I talk about uh, Tom Cruise's comments that he has made since the release of Top Gun Maverick and how we can contrast them with what we have heard Chris Evans say and just the general tone of Disney as a production company uh, and what Paramount is doing over there. And I want to talk about why I think that one, uh, why one is working, one isn't. And then we're also going to talk, uh, Mary's written an article about about Elliot Page, who uh, has a, a new character. Well, same character, but is going through transition in, in season three of uh, the Umbrella Academy. We're going to talk about that. And we are also going to talk about PlayStation, right, Dane? And pulling out of Gamescom. We will. We that will. is what we're going to talk about. All right. So uh, if we're just ready, guys, ready, I'm just going to get right into it because I, I want to kind of get started on this right away. Ready? Let's go. Dane? I'd like to wait a little more if that's okay. With Too bad. All right. <laughs> Here we go. First of all, let's check the name. So it says, uh, first article says, Top Gun Maverick uh, crosses 900 million uh, in the la- as, as its latest box office milestone, which is quite incredible. And I ah. did have Andrew. Sorry, we're going to change it. So Ready? if anything I say now would defame his character over mine? Yes. Okay, well. I kind of like um, that. <sighs> can't think of anything on the stop. I harder. mean, I thought of a lot of things, but nothing that say can that be said you, on air. <laughs> you love Kenobi. Perfect. He'll love that. I, I can't. I That'd mean. be perfectly right. defamatory. So, so what I want to talk about here is first, uh, Top Gun Maverick has now passed $900 million at the box office. I do think that it's going to hit a billion. Uh, it's only in its, what, its fifth week now? Uh, and it's, it's uh, barreling towards that number quite fast. And I want to talk about his comments in relation to what Chris Evans had said about Lightyear because Lightyear barely scratched $50 million this past week. It is looking at about a 50% drop this week. And there's actually articles here that are saying that Top Gun could unseat and become number one again. Like it might beat Elvis 
for uh, like top grossing movie this year. I've got two estimates, one from Box Office Pro and one from Variety or a Deadline. Mm -hmm. They each kind of say different things. But I think their approaches to this process is why one resonates with one and why one resonates with the audience and one doesn't. I was really surprised at how low the estimate for Elvis was. 30 million, I think I saw. Are they saying for opening weekend? Opening weekend. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that's... That's extremely low. I mean, it's 2022. Who gives a hell about Elvis? Well, the well, I, you can say that, but also like biopics are just one after the other. The Freddie right Mercury now. one did really well. That did really well. The one um, with Rami Malek did really, really well. Yeah. So, uh, so right here it says 900 million dollars in the latest box office, and I want to talk to this about earlier. I was saying to Mary, I said I think that. Tom Cruise's approach to this is uh, the perfect example. If, if we were talking about competing ideologies, now stay with me, I believe that the capitalist approach that Tom Cruise takes here, as opposed to the ideological approach uh, taken by Disney, which we'll talk about in the last article, proves why one has been successful so long and one is a tried and true method and one is not. So it says, Tom Cruise predicts a bright future for the film industry as Top Gun Maverick nears $1 billion. Uh, so he turned uh, up at the ongoing Cine, Cine Europe ex- expedition, expedition, exhibition, uh, and he gave a speech uh, in Barcelona, and he says basically, Top Gun Maverick is already Tom Cruise's highest grossing film ever. It is now on track to put him in the billion dollar club as well, and the Hollywood veteran couldn't be more elated. Here's what he said. I came here just to thank you for everything. I know what it takes to do what you do. Thank you for allowing me to have the career I've had. I'm going to keep delivering these films for you. You know I'm here for you, and I know you're here for me. Thank you for your help on Top Gun. Not just my movies, all movies. I want everyone to win. I see a bright future for all of us. Now, if you notice the language, a lot of people talk about the concept of inclusion. That is the, the most inclusive statement I've heard in a very long time. And what I, what, what I was thinking of is when Chris Evans talks about how people who don't accept what they're doing with their movie are dinosaurs. Does he believe that? Probably. Did he need to say that and add the bad press to their film? No. I don't think he needed to do that, but there's ideology behind the Disney approach to these movies now where they're willing to sacrifice movies in for the sake of what they're you know the the message that they want to push in their films and there's just a lot of humility and a lot of gratitude by what tom cruise said do i believe that he's actually a super humble and gracious person maybe i believe it like, i everything i've heard from like actors talking about him is like he's super cool and makes people pasta i've makes never heard pasta mm-hmm. where do you hear that uh what's <laughs> called the, the guy that played reed charles uh jamie fox yep Right. I believe. Yeah. Uh, So so the idea here is that if I'm going to be cynical, which I always am with whatever Chris Evans says, I'm going to take the cynical approach, whether what Tom Cruise says, I'm going to take the cynical approach or at the least the eyes wide open to the world approach to this stuff. Right. And if I'm to believe that he's just saying it because he wants his movie to do well, it still means that he's delivering on something that audiences want to see. That's the capitalist in him. He doesn't uh, care about the ideology behind his movie. He wants the movie to do well. And if what he's making is in line with what I believe is worth uh, seeing on screen, then I'm going to get the movies that I want. You just can't delude yourself into thinking that these people are actually bastions of goodness, truth, and whatever else you tend to view the world as. uh, Well, yeah, I don't really care whether Tom Cruise is a good person. Exactly. Personally, I wouldn't guess that he is because (laughs) he's a Scientologist. 
But um, <laughs> but he al- remember he also had the message at the beginning of the movie when it came out when we went to see it he gave that whole speech beforehand in the in the clip that was recorded before the movie where he thanks people for coming back to the theaters and he has a lot of, because he's a good actor he has the ability to kind of emote a certain amount of uh, humility and gravitas to what he's saying yeah I can appreciate that my cynical approach to this comment he made though is that he's talking about us and we and thank you to the industry the industry yes. not the people who are supporting the movie necessarily but he has come out and made those comments sure, with yeah, the, totally. the, so he is uh seems to be taking the approach that be gracious to all who support you whereas it it's unfair because chris evans has taken the approach of just trashing the audience he didn't need to even if he believes that making everything you know into a controversy that barely existed in the first place a moral panic that was like a blip on the radar compared to what he framed it as and if you guys are now he's been rewarded for chris evans has been rewarded with so much praise and adulation for making inflammatory comments that were totally unnecessary but this is dane's axiom Whenever a celebrity makes a public statement that's overtly preachy and honestly kind of lame, it is usually not them. It is their absolutely reprehensible PR agent. Okay, so you don't think that uh, maybe Chris Evans... Chris Evans, though I do believe Chris Evans probably believes what he's saying. We can blame everything on PR teams, but at the end of the day, you're not being forced to make comments on social issues. And for the people that don't remember, this is uh, basically he said that he, he criticized the countries that decided not to show Lightyear because uh, of the same-sex kiss that was in the movie, which was just a blip on the... It was literally blinking, you miss it, as everyone said. And the funny thing about this is, had he just stayed quiet, that wouldn't have ruined the press cycle leading up to the movie. It might There's, have said more about his own faith in the movie being able to do well without him causing a big media circus because they it. want us to, they want to be able to blame us for it not working right but at the same time they're going to keep up the the psyop headlines that are mm-hmm. like light years doing fantastic and it just shows that the chinese box office is totally irrelevant i it, mean it's also i mean it's now that i like know the statement i mean it's not you know it's not like you know, if, if he believes it, it's perfectly fine to say. But the, the thing is, um, I don't know. I don't know if, like, these things need to be said, like, as you guys are saying, like, every time. Like, yep. do we, like, does this every time, like, something does bad, do we need to brownbeat people for, like, their non-tacit support of, like, er- everything and everything yeah. Vogue? Anything and everything, sorry. And here's the other thing. I don't think that that's why the movie failed. I don't think Chris no. Evans... I think it I think it speaks to a specific approach that they take to the industry, one of which includes you, me, and the regular moviegoer, one of which demonizes you, me, and the regular moviegoer. They're acting like there's some significant faction of, of people boycotting Lightyear exactly. over this scene. So it says, uh, th- now this is the other article, where they, they talk about the demographics of the people that uh, went to see it in relation to Toy Story 4. Because uh, I was pointing out to somebody, said they're like, maybe it's just Toy Story fatigue. I'm like, dude, Toy Story 4, which was arguably a movie that never needed to get made, still made a billion dollars at the box office in 2019. It says, Din- Disney insiders privately point to mixed reviews from critics, at least for a Pixar offering, and less than rave reviews, uh, uh, rave audience scores, as well as marketing and brand confusion. People didn't know what the hell this movie was supposed to be. 
right? I had to explain to to you and to a couple of other people. I'm like, this is no who who is it? We we had to explain this to the not you to to somebody else when we were like, it's a movie about Buzz Lightyear. It's in the Toy Story universe, but it's not about the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's, it's about, about the, the man who inspired the toy. Yes. And they like couldn't wrap their head around that. And I was like, that speaks to brand confusion. That's a problem on their part with the trailers, uh, limiting the movie's ability to be humorous, making it more serious, and really not knowing where the heck your audience is supposed to come from. Because it says Pixar movies have always been known for attracting both younger and older audiences who don't have kids, but the family turnout for Lightyear was notably light. In 2019, 45% of ticket buyers from Toy Story 4 were kids and parents. Kids are notorious for being repeat viewers, which can prepare tell a big screen movie to enjoyable incredible multiple uh incredible multiple viewings fun fact top gun maverick what was it uh 16 saw it more than once four mm, percent of four percent of people saw it four times oh or more wow i have a friend who's seen it four times well, your friend needs help. No, my friend and is awesome. Okay. okay well. uh, and, and that, but that's I'm saying, interesting because it, it is weird. Like I, whenever I I go out, I overhear like conversations mentioning this movie and recommending it. Like people on their phone to their friends. You, you should go watch Top Gun. <laughs> like you can't buy that kind yeah, of yeah. of publicity, that you kind can, of press. Mm -hmm. That's why whenever a movie comes out now, I almost give no credence to like whatever they say about the box office until we see what that first uh, week of viewers says, because that's when you can start to see whether the repeat viewings are going to come in. And by the way, that's like that's the kind of praise that only comes from again, like like having a serious cast of actors respecting a project respecting the source material mm -hmm. and non-pandering yep. because like unless you're you know like of a particular inclination like you're never gonna recommend something that's pandering because like mm -hmm. if it's something that's pandering it's being pandered which is to say the the person that you would normally recommend it to is already made aware of it because exactly. it's meant like they're targeting you in specific this is more like a mass appeal thing and like it's a topic that really isn't in, in combat with anyone or any or anything thus the like the word of mouth goes by the end of like the the end product it's like mm -hmm. hey the end product was good you should enjoy it it's not like hey the message is profound and you should listen to it it's yeah. like i had popcorn went with my girl it was good you should go there's yeah, I mean, I really appreciate, I said before, but I, I'll repeat now, that even though they had the perfect opportunity or um, excuse to pander with it because it's an older character who comes back to mentor younger people in his line of work, they could have made the plot center around him being clueless and making blunders look like looking like a fool getting taught about how the world works now by younger people being condescended to they didn't do that and then they also had a perfect excuse to get political because it's the military yep. they could be fighting against any enemy you choose but they didn't do that either now i don't want to praise it just because well there isn't something blatantly wrong with it yeah but they did actually have an engaging story and, and so this weekend what they're saying here is uh, at the high end of predict predictions elvis is looking to make about 38 million uh the other predictions i saw saw between 30 and 32 
Uh, some are still predicting that Maverick could actually come out on top this weekend mm-hmm. with 30 million, uh, and then the other ones were seen as like 29 million for Elvis or 20 million for Elvis and 29 million for Dominion. This one says 38 million dollars for Elvis. 30, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, 30, uh, 38 million for Elvis, and then they're talking about 31 for Jurassic World Dominion and 30 for Top Gun Maverick. But it's in like week five or week six now. Well, he, here's my my prediction as to why Tom Cruise, like his reputation is that of a leading man. Yeah. In every, like in every way that you want to take. Do you think of Chris Evans phrase, that way? Do you think of Chris? Evans absolutely that way? not. Okay. And, and here's why. Number one, he's known to do his own stunts. And if you've seen the, what's it called? The mission impossible mm-hmm. movies, like literally the marketing for all those movies is this is how Tom Cruise, like mortally injured himself Throughout the film, most of the honest trailers for all the Mission Impossible movies now are just talking about how it's a Tom Cruise, like it, it's his like long drawn out attempt at like ending his own life. For real? They, they think they think he's nuts and that he's just continuing to trade. I'm sure he's very safe when he's doing those stuff. But he has probably <laughs> thought about it and been like, that would be a cool way to go out. Maybe. <laughs> And it would. Yeah. So you <laughs> yeah. think that Tom Cruise kind of uh, invokes the idea of the leading man more than most people? He's a guy's guy, you know. He dates, dates hot chicks. <laughs> he does stunts. He drives cool cars, you know. He showed up to the premiere in a helicopter. Yeah. He tells yeah. Matt Lauer to shut up. Like, it's, it's all so good. He's a lot better as a leading man than Chris Evans and, like, other people his age, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I would disagree with DiCaprio because I just think he's a better actor. But my thing is that when, I mean, he's like, what, almost 60? Yeah. Tom Cruise is, I think he's 50, 50 something. Right. So like he can't break his legs doing stunts forever. Like my, my fear is like, I don't think there is a single man poised to inherit what he has. Yeah. I don't think there's a single guy that's I like, don't think they let them be that way enough in Hollywood. Like, the guys aren't allowed to be... I guess Jason like, Momoa is kind of allowed to right be a now man's man. But, but he's still, like, on the no, older he's, side. He's not exactly the person that yeah. you pass the torch to. There's no one... I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who would be like a, a an example like of like a young of a young there man's isn't one. man. What, what age Tom Cruise was when they filmed the original Top Gun? What, what how old was he? So he was like thirty six years ago. He'd been in his mid twenties. Yeah, like I don't, I can't think of one. Yeah. And I mean, the only guy that I feel like comes like remarkably close, which is which is interesting because they have kind of like the same uh, like physique, is the Tom Hiddleston. I knew. Tom I Hiddleston. knew you were going to no, say the, that. The Spider-Man kid? No, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Tom Holland. I knew My you were going to say Tom Holland. I, because, like, they're, they're no. marketing the hell. And, and, but that's no, what I'm no. saying. That well, it, what about it's Hem- not him. Like Chris Hemsworth, then. No. No, because, like, he got, you know, embarrassed in, in the Avengers. He was, like, a pathetic, fat, <laughs> depressed man. And, like, as a pathetic, fat, depressed man, you know, like, I, I don't want to demean us. Okay. But, you know, like, I'm, like, I shouldn't be the leading actor either. You know, but it's like no one, you know, like there has to be a model. Yeah. And like, while the, the the young guy, he he can be like a model for like being chivalrous and like being well-spoken and likable. He's not a role model and like he's badass. Yeah. Like, and, and Well, there aren't a lot of Schwarzeneggers or a lot of uh, Stallones left in Hollywood. I mean, days. even the ones that are like I, me and Mary talked about how they're oddly sexless. 
Like they're all, <laughs> they're all weird, which is kind of part of the leading man. You said he dates hot women. He drives cool cars. Like it's, there's like a weird kind of androgyny. A to Kendallness. Yeah. To yeah. Him. Uh, and then there's also this where uh, Jack Posobiec points out that he does believe that Disney is willing to take a loss on movies like this for the purpose of pushing an ideology. That's my problem. Tom Cruise is not willing to take a loss. He wants to make the fans happy. Do you really think it was calculated that way? Uh, I think that they don't see it as uh, I, I think that they make so much from the parks and so much from the back end of these things, whether it's toys that I think uh, mm-hmm. if this movie loses two hundred million dollars, if we're being honest, what is two hundred million dollars to Disney? Really a company worth that much as much as we like the headline that's yeah. like Disney's going broke. Netflix is going broke. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Like they never are. Yeah. Like you. And, and then he talks about here. He basically talks about how the Fed's been printing money and how that becomes like an investment for these companies through uh, environmental social governance scores uh, with Disney stock. I don't want to get into that stuff as mm-hmm. much, but he goes down here and says Disney views a financial loss on Lightyear as an investment in changing political culture. Pacific determined. So they look uh, at these as investments into shifting the culture culture forward in their direction and that's why they push things like this he said Lightyear reportedly cost 200 million to make which does not include promotional material so if you include that that's uh, one and a half times its budget that puts us at about 350 to 400 million dollars they would have to make back just to break even Right. Uh, So if they're willing to spend, uh, who do I want to support? Do I want to support the guy who seems gracious in all that he does, whether honest or not, uh, and makes a movie I want to see? Or do I want to see the company that's uh, so willing to push a political ideology that they'll take a $400 million loss and just count it as good because they got to own uh, uh, own the people they don't like? I don't buy that. Like, I don't want that. Right. And And they didn't even own anyone because that faction doesn't exist. And plus, it's like the, the, they just end up doing it to themselves because, like you said, they pushed it 14 countries banned or 12 countries banned over a stupid scene that didn't need to be in there. Uh, like, and like, I know that it's a it's a drive by thing. Like, it's yeah. nothing. But also, it's not nothing because they did. I'm sure discuss that, put thought into it. It was removed, and then they put it back yeah. in after backlash from Pixar. There was employees. a lot of stress over it. It's not just a, a nothing scene. Yep. They really cared about putting it in there. And that's what bothers me. Like to me, I don't care if that scene is in there, but I understand why some they people put do. tremendous uh, amounts of thought into putting it in yeah. the movie, which is why I mean, that, uh, controversy even existed about it. It's company. It's been like a company policy or like a company statement is like, we are going to put this in everything. Yeah. Bob Chapek has said that they're doubling yeah. down on doing that right now. So I just see these as two uh, different approaches. And I hope that in future people look to what Tom Cruise is doing, whether you believe that he is a hundred percent on the up and up and he really has, he really wants the best for you and your family. I don't buy it, but I want his model of Hollywood to be what prevails down the line. Or so, at least that's what I'd like to see. Sorry. Before we wrap up, I, I wanted to ask you something. So like, I agree that like so, some of it, some of it might be genuine and some of it might be disingenuous, but like he still strikes me as a man who personally takes like the hero's journey very seriously within, ha- within and very, himself. And he's very passionate about the art of filmmaking. So if he's not going to want to make movies, he's not passionate about. Right, yeah. and like often my ethics don't align with pretty much anyone. So they probably don't align with him, but like. That fact in itself that he's still like trying like on this road of self-improvement yeah. and like everything that I've seen from him like from recordings is like we should be grateful, we should work hard and things like that. It's like, okay, maybe you're a little clown town on some things, but like in your core, you seem to be at least decent. Yep. 
Yep, I don't know. We will see. Mary, do you uh, do you, would you rather see stuff like this? I, I'm assuming that's a yes, right? That, well, that, yeah, <laughs> obviously. I just don't know if we will going forward like you say you're hoping because if there were a younger person or you know cohort of younger people to pass the torch on for stories like this then we would be seeing them getting casted like for instance a perfect opportunity casting someone as ken yeah who is maybe in his his 30s instead of his 40s not ryan gosling right yeah not to not to like (laughs) dunk on ryan gosling but that's just evidence that there's, there's nobody there. Okay, I'll audition next time. I'm sorry. I'm just busy. I'm doing work. <laughs> He's got work to do. What do you want me to do? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. And do you want to do you want to talk? Do you want to lead this one in? Yeah, let's go. All right, go for it. So, full disclosure before we start this, I'm not a fan of Umbrella Academy, but um, this is Netflix's biggest superhero franchise since Marvel properties went over to Disney Plus. And screwing up Jupiter Ascending, which they did great, which they did uh, tremendously. So um, their first season, I believe, was in 2019. Then season two was in 2020. And they just dropped season three for Umbrella Academy yesterday. Uh, Elliot Page was playing the character of Vanya Hargreaves, uh, number seven, or Mm. the white violin. And in between the time that season two was dropped and season three was in the beginning stages of filming. Thank you. Elliot Page came out as transgender. This was when they were first filming the third season and it was like four months after they had dropped season two. Mm. So they had the question of whether Elliot Page was going to continue playing Vanya Hargreaves or were they going to just completely change the character, the already established character, into a transgender character? Yeah. To conform to, I guess, real life? Yeah. I'm not sure why which, you would do that. Which is a weird thing that's becoming yeah. a thing in Hollywood now where everything has to, like, you're no longer acting, you're just portraying yourself on screen. It's I, strange that that question even needs to be posed, right? I take enormous issue with this. Enormous issue with this. Are you, have you watched the show? Uh, I don't think I have to because uh, yeah, like, no. admittedly, I've watched like the first episode. But I, I've watched the first episode and I was like, I fell asleep. So that's my review. Mm-hmm. But um, listen, I'm the I'm a big advocate of separating the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. And this is completely not that. Just this completely is antithetical. This to is the artist principle. throwing a tantrum and this being like my identity supersedes where this story was supposed to go. Yeah. My identity outside of this outside of this realm where the art is being held supersedes the the fans that are following the story, the fans that were following the character and it just seems so selfish. Like it would mm-hmm. be it would be more dignified to be like listen, I want to be true to myself. I am now a man and Thus, I will remove myself from portraying women because I feel like women should play women's roles. Mm-hmm. I would have respected that. Mm-hmm. This is like, I don't know. It, Why couldn't they just leave the character alone? That's well, what I'm you saying. Think, like, if you feel that deeply uncomfortable with playing a woman at that point, well, that's what, then yeah. you got to step out. But also, uh, if you're looking for fairness in casting decisions and you want transgender actors to be treated like any other actors... 
and considered equally yeah then show that you're capable of performing outside of that identity marker you know and what's interesting about that is what elliot page will end up doing is is raising the profile that for them for the members of the transgender community that are acting uh one of the biggest complaints that i had when when they got mad at scarlett johansson when she was going to play uh, a transgender i don't remember if it was a transgender male or transgender female it was a um, woman transitioning to to a a man. man okay so my issue with that was with with them complaining was that like look she is arguably at that time the biggest actress working today your movie will live and die on her name elliot page will do now help do the same for the for the actual transgender community because a lot of people's complaints was there isn't an actor who's actually transgender that would be able to play this role because that was what their complaint was they said scarlett johansson isn't actually transgender so she can't play this role uh, what we have well, here. Well, I'm not actually like, Hamlet. Can I play Hamlet? I, I'm trying to follow their logic. Like my father's not dead. Can I do it? Like, what the, What are we saying? I'm, I'm following their logic through, and I'm saying that if they want uh, to raise their profile so that members of the transgender community can actually play these roles, Elliot Page will end up doing for this down the line. But that doesn't mean they needed to change this character. Another conflict here is that this show is based on a comic. It's not an original creation. It's adapted from actually Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance's comic. I think he released it in like 2007. Um, so these these are characters that he created. Mm-hmm. Vanya Hargreaves is an already established character, and now they've decided to transition Vanya into Victor Hargreaves. Is there any context, the or is it just like you're Victor now? I mean, I haven't watched season three uh, to see how they navigated it, but how it seems to me from the comments that Elliot Page has made so far, um, it seems like they were actually excited to incorporate this into the show. Like, it almost wasn't even a question. So what she said to Seth Meyers, I think she was on on Monday night um, with him. She said that uh, their showrunner, Steve Blackman, seemed really excited to incorporate it into the show and immediately brought on a transgender author named Thomas Page McBee on to assist them in incorporating this into the script. So would there would it have been so wrong to just keep the character the same? No, it wouldn't have been. And that's what I'm arguing for, at least. It's just, it almost seems like they didn't even consider that. It was like immediately like, let's go. Let's bring this into the plot now. And I'm sure that they see that as a great marketing opportunity for them. Uh, Maybe they need that. Possibly. Because they don't have the, the backing of like having the, the Marvel name behind them or DC. I mean, Umbrella Academy is a it was huge popular p- property. And again, it's a thing where like, so I attribute part of the failings of like Lightyear to like it was an ensemble cast in Toy Story, and then it's like yeah, not only made for, it's like he's not the protagonist. Buzz isn't the protagonist, but Buzz is like the foil to the protagonist. Yeah, and so they've made a movie about the foil, and, and this is a case where she, I'm uh, sorry, uh, whatever Elliot. is part Elliot is part of the ensemble cast, and mm-hmm. Elliot, you know doesn't uh, or the characters it's portraying doesn't control the narrative but now it you know it's it's kind of a thing you can't ignore it because like a lot of people binge watch shows like let's say in 10 years people are binge watching the show like as a as like as it's our american right you know 
Like, what are you like? It's gonna be so abrupt from one season to the other. It's like, right. what, what? I mean, because they maybe they wrote it in and maybe it was like flawless and it, it'll be like study for generations. But like, the the way that the culture is and how we just throw things out there, like I, I just don't believe have no faith that it's done tastefully also you said separate the art from the thank you. thank you also you said separate the art from the artist and the problem here is that they don't want you to separate the art from the artist they want the art they want the artist to be just as important as the people in the sh- like they want the, the art actor, is the artist yeah the the, the actor wants to be just as important one of my biggest issues right now is they're always talking uh, is when they talk about the concept of like seeing yourself in somebody else it's the most vain and self-obsessed thing you see from celebrities like yes i love being able to be a person that somebody else can see themselves in like if you really break that down to what that phrase means it's extremely narcissistic like yes i do represent all of people who look like me right so uh elliot page was also on good morning america yesterday and had to make the obligatory comment that the reaction has been really positive so far it she said it makes me feel happy in terms of representation and hopefully it meaning something to people but like why does it need to mean anything to yeah. anyone they they're obsessed with the idea that uh that what they're doing has it's, it's when i always complain about like uh when they talk about race and gender swapping in movies i've never had real problems with that as long as they don't talk about it i know i get a lot of crap for that like mm-hmm. look if they pick a great actor and it's uh in the uh, not including the times when the when that part of the character is super important like like i like a lot of people like well well you wouldn't race swap black panther yeah exactly you wouldn't because it's ref it's relevant to who that or like character a historical is. figure or a historical figure yeah. so when it's not i don't have as much of a problem with it as long as they don't talk as if they're saving the world and changing society because they tokenized a character and another thing is just like the cynical side i'm sure when netflix found out that elliot page was coming out they were like Dollar signs, yes. dollar signs, because they were like, welcome Victor Hargreaves to, to this Free story marketing. that was already written <laughs> with and that, a different character. And that is truly like the most disgusting thing of all, that it's the commercial. This war is really hard for me. Commercialization. It's the commercialization of, you know, a minority group. <laughs> like it's like I would I, I wouldn't say give anything because like life likes to test you when you say that. But I would give a plenty of things for people to become self-aware and realize they are not speaking favorably for you. They are exploiting you for profit. I think more and more people are catching on to that, at least from what I see, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram. I see a lot of people who uh, like who are members of the LGBTQ community that note that point out and make and point out the absurdities of like Jude marketing. And stuff like that. So I don't think that most are oblivious to that anymore. Especially if you're cynical about the business side of these industries, which I, I would I would hope most people actually are. I, I should hope so. Yeah. So uh, th- this is a bummer because uh, to me, I would have liked to see where the like uh, what they would have done. It would if, have been really interesting if Elliot Page had continued playing Vanya. But transition. Yeah, exactly. But finished. Uh, uh, gone through uh, her transition. Because your real life is your real life. Exactly. That has nothing to do with the show. Nothing. It doesn't need to conform to or reflect who you are as a person. Makes no sense at that all. They, that they want uh, that they want to talk about these things. It feels like they always kind of want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to both be able to portray these things uh, in a certain way, but all you know, does that does that make sense? Like, Dude, not only does it make sense, they want to have their cake, vomit it, 
<laughs> into a plate, yeah. make you look at it and say, call it cake. Yeah. Call it cake. And it's like, it's one thing in society and it's another thing in like, again, in art, because like art is meant to convey a period and a time, a theme, a message. And this extra, I mean, I'm not, I mean, again, I haven't seen the show. So like, I don't, I don't want to be as extravagant and say like, it's completely derailed everything because maybe it hasn't, but thank you. Thank you. In, in some way it does. Because it's not all in one. It's not we're all in this together. It's like we're all in this together until it becomes slightly inconvenient for our personal identities. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is an interesting question about it. Does um, does this mean that Elliot Page should only be playing male characters now? I mean, likely that's what Elliot Page only feels comfortable doing now if this was yeah. an issue that had to be forced because it wouldn't be very fair now to be able to play both like i feel like that's well, what they should have done with that's this character. why i drew the comparison yeah. to the scarlett johansson situation scarlett johansson is a woman identifies as a woman but was perfectly willing to play the role of a man yeah. and withdrew only because there was such an outcry about it that she was somehow displacing transgender actors or taking away opportunities and excluding them somehow so by is, doing so. is Elliot Page excluding people by being able to play both roles? And shouldn't we do the same thing? Should we be like, well, I'm not comfortable. I mean, only biological males should play biological males. Like, do we play that game? Yeah. I, well, I, like a lot like, of uh, children in... in um, when does it stop? They, they've, in animation, they have... Uh, transition slowly into like they're like if you're uh, if you're voicing a, if you're a black character you have to be voiced by a black actor it didn't always used to be that and mm -hmm. vice versa black uh, actors could voice white characters it was never seen as a thing as long as you could do the voice pr uh, justice what about but, if they're mixed race does it have to be like the exact same proportion it's like well I've, I'm actually 75% this and 25% the other and you're only 50-50 and I find it offensive exactly like, so, so where do they, does it end so where does does uh, does that mean that but following their own logic should Elliot Page only be playing transgender characters or should Elliot Page have to play uh, uh, who he has now identified as, as uh, or gone through the, the operation right um, uh, has, I guess yeah so uh, that's like that's interesting where does it go from here like I don't know like the lines are always so innocuous and uh, I love left, word. Uh, and it's always left very vague by on purpose mm -hmm. it's done that way literally to muddy the waters with these discussions so i i think it's fascinating and this, this has been an aspect of every interview about this new season yep. and it's just such an awkward thing to to dance around the issue mm -hmm. it clearly makes the actor uncomfortable to have to answer for it but it's like you forced the issue. Yeah. You didn't uh, have to change the character you played. I feel like it would have gotten a lot of goodwill with a lot of people if they just left the character. Um, if she, uh, if Elliot had transitioned and then just finished playing that character as the character was. Right. I so. think that would have opened up more doors. I agree. I agree. There's some super chats. Yes. Waffle Sensei said, are we just going to pretend Tom Cruise isn't the patron saint of Cuckoo for Cocoa Puff Scientology? <sighs> Look, you're not wrong. I'm not That's a Scientologist. I'm not saying that you're not wrong there, but if we were going to uh, l like uh, excommunicate every person that we wanted to talk to, talk about, or watch in Hollywood, or hope that they're doing good for the industry just because they believe in something you don't believe in, that would be all of them. 
So if the idea here is that I don't care about Tom Cruise's religion, I care about what he does for the industry of film, which I love, which I am passionate about, uh, I, will, uh, I will swallow my pride and, and let Tom Cruise uh, have his religion and I will just, uh, enjoy, <laughs> what, what? Uh, 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 every time I called it a religion before without doing that, people said, it's a cult, it's not a religion, whatever. I don't care. Does he make Top Gun cool? Does he? Yes. He does. Fantastic. He does. Is he going to hang off a building in the next Mission Impossible he movie? He will. Yes. Perfect. I don't care if he survives it because he's a Scientologist. I just care that the movie <laughs> looks cool. <laughs> Caper 2X said, separate the artist from the character. Great words. Cutest. I don't know how to say that. Boricua. Boricua. That's you, Dane. Thank you. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, pathetic Elliot Page is not an actor <laughs> I can't if say Elliot that part. cannot if Elliot cannot play a female character she has a lot more experience as a woman anyways uh I, I don't necessarily uh, I, I mean know. chronologically true I, I I think that uh but I'm just saying it would open like if the goal like going off of what we are being told if the goal is to open more doors for transgender identifying actors yeah you would do that by playing Vanya. Did you guys see the, tra I, show, I sent you the link to the trailer. There's, they're literally making a, this is how hilarious Hollywood is now. They're making a movie called They, Them. Oh my it's, a, it's a slasher movie taking place at a gay conversion camp oh my because it's 2022 and that's a thing. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yes. So in favor of Elliot Page. Perhaps the reason... I don't think we've been negative. I, th I think we've been questioning I don't. of... I don't think we've been in any way unfair. I'm the, I, I agree. I think this has been a very tepid and <laughs> respectful conversation. But I just want to say, uh, that was advocating my own argument. Perhaps the reason Elliot did not want to play the role is because despite the transitioning, Elliot kept getting typecasted perhaps in roles of attractive women and it's something Elliot wants to then perhaps that should start Remove with the next role yeah. Elliot from himself yeah one more <laughs> Joseph said these peeps have psychosis I'm not sure if uh, Joseph means us or someone else but uh, I hope it means us in both instances probably right probably us all right all right so Dane do you want to talk about do you want to talk about PlayStation yes go yes, for yes. it so okay Let's set the stage. So, reading here the headline, PlayStation to skip Gamescom 2022, the, jo the company joins a growing list of publishers not attending this year. Sony has announced its decision to skip Gamescom 2022, adding PlayStation to the expanding list of publishers that will be making an appearance at the popular annual convention in Cologne, Germany. Okay. So, why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? Is Gamescom like a big deal? Honestly, I've only like heard it peripherally. E3 level. But if, if we're going to take this, I, I, I mean, it might be in Germany. Okay. Um, okay, so here's the thing. This is a trend that is not only happening in gaming, but it's happening in every aspect of media. And I brought this to have a conversation with you guys and to have a conversation about chat. If like this is the direction where we should be heading. Because, okay, think of the Netflix of old, where you can truly find anything and everything there. Because it was this conglomeration mm. of, like, pretty much anything you wanted to see. And compared to Netflix now, 
that is in stark competition with Disney Plus with Paramount. Um, I think it's Plus Two. Paramount Plus, HBO Max, right? Amazon Prime. So it's a competition with all these things, and like all these companies are like, well, Netflix is doing it. I can do it too. So are a lot of these companies start. They're having their own events, like right? This. And like so, like Nintendo has like something called that's Nintendo Direct, yep. where they like specifically. You know, like broadcaster games. Sometimes they even have something as niche as like only for Pokemon was like, which is like one of their hugest IP. I have a friend who goes to a lot of Pokemon convention type things. Yeah. So do I. Um, uh, Square Enix, which was the company that uh, creates and publishes the game that we were talking about last week, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, recently had uh, something similar for the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. And so this is a pattern. That keeps presenting itself. But first, I want to present the positives of this. Okay. I'm sure you guys have heard of E3 by now. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, uh, in the chat, E3 is, was like a gaming convention where it was like huge. Like a bunch huge. of companies would put up their stands. They would put a bunch of hot girls that knew nothing of what was going on and be like, hey, come here and play this game. Nor should they. Nor should they. No, they're not required. Right. Um, yes, Queen. And then, play. so <laughs> so they, they come here, they promote the games, people played all the games from all the companies, and then the interesting thing about when the event end, ended, it was like, who won E3? Who had the best, uh, like, appearance? Was it Sony? Was it Microsoft? Yeah. Was it Nintendo? What was the best individual game? What was the best I- indie game? And so it was all these things, and it became like a celebration of games in general. So that's the positives. The negative is a lot of great games um, get lost within all the noise of the 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 big guys, you know, like the A-listers, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies, the pressure to make something incredible in A3 was such that companies will literally dedicate months, and I'm talking months, out of their, the production time to exclusively work on E3 announcements and trailers and then Tokyo Game Show announcements and trailers. And this is one of the biggest reasons why companies like Square Enix have had to delay their video games because they make a version of the game exclusively to be demoed in E3 and it's basically created in an engine that is won't be the actual yeah. engine where they're going to develop the game. And so they've just like, do you think that all of that hype for like creating trailers and demos for E3 made it so that the quality of their finished product was lower or that it just was a just time, time conflict? In my opinion, probably both, but like way more skewered towards time. There's like a joke mm-hmm. amongst the Final Fantasy community is like whenever they announce and by the way it's never been wrong. Whenever they announce a game, add 2 years to it. Yeah. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. There's been some games that have been delayed for a decade. Yep. Like Final Fantasy 15 was originally going to be like Final Fantasy versus whatever. Like it was going to have some weird title and it was going to be very dark and introspective. And they literally delayed it for, for a decade to the point where it had to become 15. Like, but at that point, is that just uh, lacking resources, investment, staff? What is I, that about? I think a lot of it had to do with 
So Final Fantasy 13 came. It was like absolutely reprehensible. And if you like it, please put like politely leave. Like for real. Uh, I'm going to have to stop Dane there and say, please do not politely leave. Don't leave. Please Just stay, leave hate comments. Please stay, stay around and say negative stuff about Dane. Please Don't worry, please. Brett. No one likes that game. So like what? no one will <laughs> well, leave. Well, then your statement wasn't all that brash anyway. Okay. Well, sorry if I'm petty. <laughs> anyway, so like they they were they were really heading in the direction was like we're gonna explore the universe and we're, it's gonna explore multiple stories within the universe. But then the like the the universe came and it's a humping pile of you know what, and they were I bet it was a bunch of like wow we just spent a bunch of money on this trailer. No one likes like the original world where we're hosting it. And so I bet it's a lot of like like data coming in and people analyzing. It's like what the hell are we gonna do? I bet a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it is that they spent a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of man hours on making an incredibly beautiful trailer that ultimately ends up in nothing. So does that make it a good thing if they have their own conventions and they don't have to adhere to the timetable of whatever uh, convention that you're talking Whether we're talking about E3, whether we're talking about Gamescom, is it better that they hold their own events uh, and make their announcements on their own schedule? Uh, like that's going to actually get you to product release better. Here's the thing. If it's if it's if they're still gonna follow the format where like our event is always at a set time at a set place, oh yeah, if thing, it's the same time every year, then, then yeah, isn't it just the same? It's arbitrary. Yeah. However, you, w what you do remove is the the direct point of comparison. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's no longer it's being compared right to its predecessors within your brand it's not necessarily being compared to your competitors so that's the advantage in terms of the industry disney does d3 and does a lot of releases for uh, and they do like star wars i forget what the car, star wars convention is there's also dc does fandom where they release their own trailers whereas all that stuff used to always come out at comic-con now they spread them out and stuff granted there's also a lot more stuff getting made so they can still have their comic-con releases i i'm taking this over to this an industry that I'm more familiar with, yeah. but um, they're a lot less, uh, you're a lot less, well, DC is not, but most of the film industry is better about getting their stuff out on time. I'm also not as familiar with the video game industry, but um, to me, it seems like PlayStation or Nintendo, all these companies moving towards having their own uh, like in-house conventions is sort of playing it safe and avoiding having to compete for people's attention, yep. um, which might make products lower quality. Like it ultimately is about what what the people want, and even if E three uh, exerted too much pressure on companies and they ended up uh, making poor decisions uh, with releasing trailers and demos that didn't actually represent what they were creating it maybe was better for like merit meritocratic competition yeah the best buzz comes out right of now it. Yeah. it also reminds me of um vidcon just because vidcon started yesterday yeah and, and it, it is kind of old school you know for an independent uh Thank you. An independent company to to come out and meet the need for all these people to come together and talk about the industry, not just one conglomerate. That's a good point. However, okay. So you do gain all those benefits. However, you if let's say you're you actually have the best product, like you're having a game, it's revolutionary, 
now you lose the buzz of like the winner of E3. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there were all these games and like you reign supreme. And by the way, like the the way like marketing teams do, do it is like the number one E3 game within this specific category and this specific date. Yeah. You know, like they, they get really niche and specific and ultimately like you can, the, they all market it as like we won E3. Mm -hmm. So like they lost like that angle. I, I mean, But I, I kind of agree that, like, if your competition is yourself, then it's only as good as, like, your, like, the expectations that you set upon yourself. Yeah. But the tragedy about, like, the gaming industry itself, it's like, man, it's, like, really one of the most abusive industries there are. As far as, like, the worker, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. like... There was a game that like famously outed themselves. It was called like Red Dead Revolver, and the publishing studio was called uh, Rockstar Games. Red Dead Redemption. R yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it like a spinoff of that? Uh, no, it's Red Dead Redemption. <sighs> Wait. I you said Red Dead Revolver. Is that like Red some other Red thing that they it's were Red Dead Redemption Two? Yeah, correct. Okay. So you the thing about when that game came out, the 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 C, I think it was crunch time. One of the head of the companies was like. Guys, we're so happy this game came out. You don't know how many 16, 18-hour days we made our staff go through. Yep. But at least they have unlimited menstruation days. Yes, basically. <laughs> and, literally, and then people were like, excuse me, 16-hour days? And then the horror stories came out of people's like, yeah, I got divorced. Like, and, <laughs> um, I had to live uh, in my cubicle. I have like yep. insane depression. And it's like... You know, like it would I, be better to, for them to just hire like independent contractors than man delayed like an, a year. an army of video game making slaves. <laughs> My favorite game of all time is called Xenogears. And like this game is like one of the most ambitious video games of all time. And it's divided in two discs. The last disc is literally almost not a game. It's a narration because they were so dead set on releasing the game in time. That they couldn't have, they didn't have time to literally make the game. So, so it just became like a, a weird They movie. are telling yeah. you what happened yeah. and then it they takes you to the last dungeon and you finish it and you're like, what the hell happened? Uh, do, you, do you think a lot of what's going on here, uh, these outcomes ha that COVID had anything to do with it? Because COVID killed a lot of uh, oh these gosh, conventions yes. for several years. No, they were dying out. A, a lot of it was me too, actually. A lot of it. Oh was yeah, for real? Like, oh yeah, you, because of the girls. Of the first pandemic. Them, them for the, them, but also like think Vic Mignogna and like the anime conventions where they would talk about like like all the bad behavior that Dude. people got up to there, which ends up just being a lot of hysterics and uh, people like look. Okay, I skated. I skated for 25 years. I've been to conventions and to events all over, and you know people tend to be kind of you know because you're out of town, you're doing whatever. It's just. People, adults get up to, to adult behavior when doing these things. And the, the stories you would hear about it became like Me Too stories from that industry. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of those guys like have a lot of power. Those game developers and the, they have a lot of power. They do. Yeah. But it, it originally came from the term that was used to like talk about those women wasn't models. It was booth babes. Booth babes. <laughs> so they were like, well, this is very objectifying and yada yada. But it's like. 
It's their uh, job, though. By the way, you know, they, and they love it. By yeah. the way, yes, yes. you know, they who love it. A, same with the same with the monster chicks for right like, uh, chicks. Is that offensive now? Uh, the the women who do who used to do the race car, uh, the the car events and everything. They love it. The, it's everybody else telling them that they're not supposed to love it. The biggest ambassadors against the Me Too movement, specifically in that regard, were the booth babes themselves. That were like, man. Dorks are actually pretty friendly. Yeah. And like what they do was like either like creepily talk about the game, but they, they try to get us into it. They want they want you to love yeah. it as much as they do. Yeah, exactly. That's and like sweet. It, yep. it is sweet. And it's sweet that they put it that way. It's like if you've ever been in a relationship and you're like and you have something you're really passionate about and you try to get your, your partner to like like it and you know that they're never going to like it the same way you like it, but you try and your partner's like that's great honey that's that's fantastic and honestly like being as beautiful as those girls are is hard and they, and if they it's a lot of work for real you know, like Dane, i know like <laughs> I, I can no longer be a booth uh, hunk and <laughs> like funk. and the you know if they can get compensated for, for it like god bless dude like get the money honey yep. you know what i'm Agreed. saying like and so like not you're because of your like ridiculous like pandering to no one because like everyone that agrees with you already agrees with you and, and nobody like, else actually cares the rest of us are like whatever <laughs> like now you've put the people you're trying to protect in the unemployment Thank line you. it's Thank absolutely you. ridiculous Dane's like, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that I agree with booth babes, but I'm not anti booth babe. Buddy, I agree with booth babes. Team pro pro team booth babe. For like <laughs> F yeah. <laughs> Why not? So what do you think they should do? With conventions dying out, what do they do? I think I think you shouldn't be exclusive. You should have your own thing and support those who are are being like massive conglomerates like if you don't want to show like the the big reveal and you want to make it during your thing at least you know i don't know have the decency to like re refer to like the community and like hint to it like make a little teaser those are that hard to make it doesn't take that many man hours like if you're already working like a oh no one minute and 40 second trailer Drop a 15-second teaser. Yeah. Like, really, like, captivate them and satiate their appetite. You know, like, I think you, we can, you can do both. From the marketing and public relations perspective, honestly, um, I'm a big fan of, like, keeping it. Because he, here's another thing that can happen. So you're in a three. Uh, we we're, we've become Dane Dane Com. Dane, like it's, it, Dane Dane Games. We're at Dane Con, and and mm -hmm. we made uh, I don't know Brett and Dane's Excellent Adventure. And like, <laughs> oh, it's a game. Sign me up for Brett and Dane's Excellent Adventure. It's full of booth babes and like a bunch of cool like stuff. has been hotel, but with us. Like it, Brett skates, I do whatever the hell I do. It, it's incredible. And then let's say we're revealing the game, and everyone is like. A problem that can't have that has happened is the presenter is like, hey, wasn't that a stinker? <laughs> because, like, he's just trying to be funny in front of an audience. And that, you know, from, like, a public relations perspective is like, bro, what are you doing? That cost $3 trillion. Rival, I, rival there's company. There's a comment that's somewhat relevant. Um, they said these people that work in the marketing department of gaming companies need to stay the hell off of Twitter and mm -hmm. thinking that that's the majority of thought. And I can I tell you because Twitter's not real. Life. Ooh, I have a lot of insider knowledge about this <laughs> on, a, on a lot of companies, and like, and I'm 
I'm going to be Thank very, you. very careful about what I say because I don't want to talk <laughs> about the company itself. But I have it on good authority that a lot of huge companies, the social media teams they hire is uh, like daughters and girlfriends of publishers that do not care the slightest about the game. And everything they do is they yasqueen it up. Yeah. Uh, and this is the fandom that pushed back against all that BS. Like all the craziness started with Gamergate. Yep. And it was weirdos like us. They were like, no, stay away from our games. We respect your opinions or we respect whatever the hell you want to do. Elsewhere, police. And I, I don't know, like these pariahs like keep somehow entering the companies and once again making it about them and not the game. Yep. They like Yoko Ono types. Of For real. Industry. That's a perfect description. Interesting. Have you ever seen the the meme of it's like Yoko Ono and uh, was it John Lennon? Yeah, uh, it's just them waiting for a like a, a maid to fix the bed that they were protesting on. And like, uh, yeah, also, it's great. That's funny. Um, uh, we had some super chats. We're gonna go yes. through the super chats. Uh, Dizwiz sent two thousand. Uh, I believe they're won from South Korea. I just learned that today. Saying again, simping Brett with weird currency. Thank you for your weird currency. Thank dude. you. <laughs> Hava Owens said, game companies are some of the biggest crooks. The first thing that I thought of uh, uh, of recent memory was um, giving people the test footage for Cyberpunk 2077 on PC, but right. not... Uh, not. I heard that that game crashed a yeah, ton. Not explaining that like playing it on PS4 garbage. was essentially impossible. Right? Oh, dude, there's a bunch yeah. of games. That's the, that's the unfortunate thing about games because like so the funny thing is like the conferences are becoming very exclusive but the games are becoming very like open-ended so it's like yeah. this game is out on here on here on this or that mm -hmm. and usually when that happens it's like a 60 percent chance that one of the ports is gonna be god awful like it's gonna be but like i have cyberpunk for the playstation 5 and I literally can't finish the game because yeah. one of the main missions is glitched out. Yeah. So I can only play it to that point and be like, well, that was fun. Okay. You know, <laughs> and they keep patching it and ruining it. And like, sometimes they fix it. But if you can't play the, your game from beginning to end upon purchase, like buddy, what are we doing? I, I, I seriously, like I, I used to get a lot of like excitement out of just like, it, it, it's kind of ghoulish, but I would love to listen to the quartering, just talk about all the bad stuff going on in the gaming industry because I'm just like, man, I am so glad that that does not affect me. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's really like very frustrating. Gaming is like one of the most incestuous industries. Like absolutely. Like they're all dating each other. There, well, that was a big problem with Gamergate was that, you yeah, know, exactly. uh, with, for how the articles get written and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and and it, it's still that way, by the way. Doesn't change. And like, thank I, you. The, the person stating the thank reporter you. and then the CEO is the person from the conference. And that's why they get the the 8 p.m. instead of the 5 p.m. Like it's, it's just it's not very meritocratic. And that's where I'll leave it. All right. Mary Moore. Nathan Koss has a question for you, Dane. How do you feel about Bethesda recapping the past five years of space RPGs with their new title? Um, I, we shall see that? when you we shall see when it drops. Also, uh, uncomfortable chair sent some that aren't super chats, but I love them. Said 
I'll never stop saying chicks. I love chicks. <laughs> and yes. then chick emojis. Chicks I, uh, rule. I have, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I think I still say it a fairly decent amount, but because I, I tend to be very um, polite or I try, to be, I try to be very polite. So I'm assu- I, I it's knew for a fact. better than some alternatives. Is that a pejorative? I knew it would not no. affect, I knew it would not offend Mary, but no. uh, you know. <laughs> With our large female fan base here, I'm sure, uh-huh. uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it upset at least one person. Crispy Leg Transport LLC said, if any of you would like to donate me a PS5, I would be happy. Great show today. I'm sure you would be. Well, thank you. I, I don't quite have the money for that, but thank you. <laughs> and they're impossible to get to. Yeah. Bryce Wilson said, Cyberpunk 2077 makers made their employees work insane hours just to release a terribly made game. It's a so bummer. But you know what's interesting about that development team? Anita Sarkeesian, like the mobster she is, she was like, hey, your game uh, has rumors of being uh, like a little too controversial. And if you don't want consequences upon you, you should, hire you should consider hiring yep. some of us and maybe the bad press will go away. <laughs> We're consultants. It's literally, right, consultants. It's literally the, <laughs> it's, it's literally <laughs> the gangster who walks into your like convenience store hitting his bat like this going... Sure would be a shame if somebody came in here and broke your display case. Right. But if you, <laughs> but if you pay me this amount of money per month, I will gladly make sure that I, that you're uh, protected. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, like one of the heads in the studios was like, no, yeah. we know who you are and we know what you do. We know how to make games. And I mean, that ended up being a lie. But like, I don't know. Peace be Good upon them, him. I guess. Waffle Sensei said, never ever release a video game before it's done or overrush the final product. I speak for all gamers when I say, we will wait as long as it takes. Just give us the game you promise. Yes, King. Unavailable ID name said, Dane, I super chatted the other day about your opinions on the Dragon Age show, but you weren't here, my friend. Thoughts, predictions, overall feelings? Drag- um, Everyone's so curious about your thoughts on things. It's, Do you uh, want my job, Dane? <laughs> you have to teach me the social media stuff if you want to switch. But No, thanks. Um, it's, um, man, it's, so, it's the adaptation of a video game, thus it's going to be horrible. That's my prediction. I'm sorry. Makes perfect sense. All right. We're going to go on and we're going to do Podluck, which we still don't have a theme song for, but I'm going to bring it up forever. Uh, Potluck. Say it again. Potluck. Perfect. Now Thank we got somebody to super chat and saying like, Dane, we need you to sing a full song. It says it. Kim Kardashian says some people didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was before the Met Gala. Yeah. Okay. Sure. She did such a service to society. She basically put Marilyn Monroe on, on the, the map. map. She kind of invented a lot of girls in this industry. Like exactly. Marilyn Monroe really needed the charity work. There, there's a fan, like a hilarious meme about like every girl before the age of 25 has at least one Marilyn Monroe poster up in her room at one point. Uh, it's like it's either the it's either it's like st- it's either standing over the grate with your hands on your knees or the, whatever the other famous one is. Uh, but uh, I, I, who do you think is more famous? Gosh, between who? The Maybe Kim Kardashian. But the fact is, they're close. At least as yeah. far as name and value, it's, it's more impressive because it was harder to to get notoriety back then. Exactly. So it says, uh, the reality TV star is still feeling the heat after she wore the icon's legendary 1962 happy birthday JFK dress at the Met Gala 2022. I also read somewhere that she did not damage it, that it was not her who damaged it. Who was it then? I don't know. It was a a thief in the night. Who else wore it? A thief in the night. 
Uh, it says, however, the, she says the short moment helped educate a whole generation of young people about Miss Monroe because many on social media had no clue who the blonde bombshell even was. Who, 12-year-olds? I mean, Basically. probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was the most shocking thing to me, and that's why I was so happy to have the, that opportunity. They're always so happy to have this opportunity to be role models, and it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world. <laughs> I'm so sick of celebrities being so proud and happy of the opportunity. You wore a damn dress you, for 20 seconds. Seconds, yes. And you couldn't even get the dress shut in the back. Brave and bold. Brave, they're, they're all stunning, stunning. brave. They're all so stunning. They're all so brave. They're all, uh, we're all just so lucky that we can see ourselves through them. I know when I look at uh, mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, I see my reflection. <laughs> you see yourself in I, her. I see myself, <laughs> I see myself in her. Uh, and the, <laughs> Do you? It says, I see Monroe as one of the most iconic people to have ever graced the American entertainment industry. She was an actor and singer and model and was one of the biggest and most popular sex symbols in the 1950s and early 60s. Admittedly, there have been loads of videos and social media showing interviews going up to young people and asking them to name the historical figures shown to them, and they fail spectacularly. Yeah, but how many got it right? That I ask you. Here's my take on it. Yes, uh, Kim Kardashian is a sex symbol. Marilyn Monroe is also a sex symbol, but... If you were a sex symbol in the 50s or 60s, that meant more than becoming a sex symbol wow. in the 2000s. She it just does. had an affair, open affair with the president. You are dating like a snob. Like a if you Saturday were, if you were a sex nerd. symbol because you were da- you were dating like the Da Vinci of our time. Now <laughs> you're something else. <laughs> Yeah, so and also, about, <laughs> just you know, to, to add to that, I thought there was more. I thought they were going to keep going. No, Marilyn no, Monroe came from nothing, and um, Kim Kardashian is a recipient of nepotism. Yes, she's made a lot for herself. To I, be fair, I'm the one who always pushes back on those arguments. It's it's the same thing when people say Donald Trump came. It was like a, his dad gave him a million dollars. I'm like, you do know that like million and billion are like a different thing, right? So, but you're right. She still she came from right. an, an upbringing that allowed her to to move forward with that. Yeah. So I overall, I just think it's trashy oh, that so she would close. even like minimize. Marilyn Monroe's influence like this. We're so close to a pod. We're like, super so close, close to a crisis, crisis meter. Gosh, ah, okay. Let's go. So, so uh, let's go. So uh, she added, it was such a process. I showed up to the red carpet in a robe and slippers. They're talking about how she, uh, how she damaged the dress. Do you guys think that, um, that she will be f- remembered more? F- maybe she's more famous, but will she be remembered more fondly than Marilyn Monroe? That I do not believe. Maybe that's because she no. doesn't have the option to hide as much. Yep. So I, I bl- yeah, that's that's possibly true as well. Also, you we, we were going to talk the other day. What was the thing the other day you said that was that like there was like a moment on air that you uh, you sent me an article and I can't remember what that was now. About about the Kardashians where she like looks at the camera, she like broke the fourth wall. Oh yeah, because Chloe um, Kardashian uh, has been getting a bunch of backlash about still tolerating Tristan Thompson cheating on her, and then they decided to have like a confessional scene with Kim where she's like going off on the haters and she's like actually like threatening to come to their homes. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It seems weirdly out of character <laughs> oh for her. I, is it weirdly out of character? Well, because to, she is kind of an evil genius. Well, I do believe she's an evil marketing genius in, in every is, sense of the word. She's 
freaking brilliant. Like, and they is. decided to keep that in the show, but she she literally was like saying like I'm gonna I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna come to your house and then she oh cut herself God. off. But I yeah. love the idea. It's like oh no, Kim Kardashian's coming to my house. Whatever will I do? Are we like a dollar away? From We're like a crisis? dollar away. We're from like a dollar. Come on, guys. I was thinking about donating. We only need the thirteen hundred won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, or is it uh, is it stuck because of it's party time? Oh, nope. is it party time? Uh, or I think we're not? good. Uh, I think uh, this is could be. Remember, uh, something got changed earlier with the con- currency oh, conversion. So we can blame yeah. <laughs> Christopher Poole. Yeah, this, uh, there it goes. There it reset. We're good. You yeah, scared okay. me. All right, Dane. You want to talk about Johnny Cage? Yeah. Okay. So. So let me just read the headline. Johnny Cage actor might be teasing Mortal Kombat 12. By the way, given like previous history, we can take it as a certainty that this is what's happening. This company has done this exact same move for like the past four games. It's like, oh my gosh, I would accidentally said we were working on a project. Ah! Like, <laughs> um, all leaks. Could, could you do that again? Ah, <laughs> like all leaks are so fake. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go. Beep, 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 beep. Dane is very happy. I, I love that. Uh, oh God. It makes Dane so happy. You know, cursing makes me happy too, and I wish I could be happy with you guys sometimes. You know, <laughs> everyone like uh, super chat at, at Tip Guys IRL and saying like we want pop culture Thank crisis you. after hours uncensored because oh, it would, it would so revolutionize good. the world uh it would be fun to do something on the website where like you know you don't he's have like to it would revolutionize the world and Brett's like it'd be fun <laughs> yeah it, it'd be decent <laughs> i'm no but, but it, it it would be awesome because i wish that you guys could hear the conversations <laughs> we have before we go on i air. really don't Some want of you guys them. to hear the conversation not, 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 not all of them definitely um, not all definitely of them like the, one of the most terrifying things we could ever do is no context conversations from here where Woo, you just, where you just cut out something that somebody says and you're like wow those, that's that those that's awful well like, just wait once i expose everyone after i i come out as a fed mary is the fed oh no. mary is definitely just the wait. fed here okay johnny cage good keep going yeah okay so let me just read. Andrew Bowen, the voice actor for Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat series, is back on a lot of Water Bros for something. In a now-deleted tweet, hint, hint, Bowen shared a video of the voice actor standing in the Warner Bros. studio lot before staring at the camera with a mischievous grin. Like his character, mind you. In the latest in the series of tweets, Bo- uh, Bowen has been sharing online on him working on something in Warner Bros. Lot. Who okay. remembers when they when they banned the the OK symbol in the game because um, oh my god remember that do you want to explain that story it's it's fantastic I, it's a it's a sign of the mental the please, the, the mental illness in, I'll, in these I'll concede that to you um, basically they, they uh, Johnny Cage famously makes the OK hand gesture and unfortunately how dare he yes I know um, it was uh, it was then you know a bunch of people who have no context or, or idea of like what's part what's actually reality and what isn't actually believe that there's like a bunch of like evil people around the world who use this as their rallying cry um, and such Incredible. and such they removed it from the game because that's the world we live in now unbelievable uh, dudes memeing on the internet are literally powerful beyond my comprehension me, me magic yeah me yeah magic changed the world so i mean guys this is potluck i'll keep it short this is basically like a tacit admission that mortal Kombat is coming sorry ed boone you did it again they're you know? also uh i believe 
into working on the sequel to the movie as well. The the mod, the oh man, yes. I didn't see the and last that, one. I heard it was Dope Sauce from Tim. He was like, dude, it was awesome. I wouldn't go that dope far. Right? Tim, like the, the, me and Tim have very different tastes a lot of the okay, time. Okay, well, to, because when he doesn't like something, he is very straight up about saying yeah, he, how trash it is. When he hates something, he hates something. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those people that I like never me. get. I never get through stuff that I hate. I just turn it off. So, like, if if I if I'm 20 minutes in and I don't like it, it's you you've lost your opportunity to win me back. So. I quit Halo the the TV series literally in 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, if you want to watch something really funny, watch the um watch the honest trailer for it, which they they released a little bit ago, and it's it's pretty. They I kid you not, they talk about Soren. They say he runs a libertarian hideout for that runs so well they can make churros. And then, like, yeah, and then they talk about like the strong, uh, strong, a black, a strong black independent woman. Like, they're actually pretty brutal on the show, and it's it's really really funny. I gotta see it. So, all right, womp womp womp, womp womp womp. I'm excited for this one. You can read this one. Sure. Brad Pitt gets conned into hunting for fake buried <laughs> treasure at his French mansion. Womp. <laughs> Sounds like he pulled a Shane Cashman. The star said the experience left him feeling pretty foolish in the end. You don't say. I do love the part here about uh, the re- what is it? The rebuke of like relatable celebrities. Is, is that what they were talking about? Yeah. I. I mean. Okay. Maybe it's not a relatable celebrity culture because that doesn't exist. But it's the attempt at one. Exactly. It's failing. Remember, they're, they're always like, I was so proud to be a role model for all of these people. I'm so relatable. You're not relatable. So You're Brad- a gazillionaire, <laughs> and you haven't lived in the real... Now, remember, I don't use the money argument as that, but you've been walled off from like mm-hmm. the average Joe for so long. The money has nothing to do with it, which is ironic because I'm like throwing money away as we do this. But like, you know, like a lot of people, like they're rich. They have no idea what the real world is like. It's not just because they have money. It's because they literally don't come into contact with the average person on a daily basis. Like, like somebody does if they don't live in that industry, if they don't live in that bubble. So I, 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 I push back on the term relatable celebrity culture. That's not a thing. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he was in an interview with GQ on Wednesday where he said that he was searching for millions of dollars worth of gold left by his French villa's medieval owners that had been taken from the Levant during the Crusades and buried <laughs> on the grounds. He said, I got obsessed. He acquired radar equipment to hunt for the loot. He said, for a year, this was all I could think about. Just the <laughs> excitement of it all. Maybe it has something to do with where I grew up because in the Ozark Mountains, there were, there were always stories of hidden caches of gold. Amazingly, Shane Cashman will have new stories about that coming soon, I am sure. Really? Uh, actually, sooner than you guys think. Inverted hmm. world. Um, he said it was just the hunt that was exciting. I'm just picturing Angelina Jolie being like, Let's do it. Please sleep with me. And he's like, I'm busy. No, I'm trying to find the Crusaders gold. Like the meme is like, babe, please. He's like running around with a metal detector. <laughs> she's just like, oh. <laughs> like, and then like when he's, uh, when he's done, he gives up and then he goes and tries to. And she's like, I got a headache now. It makes Maybe me like him more. Yeah. <laughs> you know that he still has that jovialness and that I can't say the word because Mary hates it. But like that Joey does that where he like effervescence. effervescence. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Maybe. 
So, so I, I'm just, I am picturing him like walking around his house with a metal detector and his wife and kids are just like, dad's doing it stop. again. Stop. stop. I think it's stop. just hilarious that the guy who sold him this villa completely just boldface lied to him. Or, or like and the, he was like, sold. If okay. I'm, when I'm a millionaire, you know, affirmations. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God. I, I would love to do that. Like that is not one of my goals. Buy a property and make some outlandish story. It was like, hey. My fairies actually own this home for generations, <laughs> and we hit gold here. I can't tell you where it is, but I can't keep it. <laughs> May God, like, smile upon your family and, like, leave. No, you give him a fake map on where to find it. Just, like, grab him X by the face, kiss, yeah. him, kiss, kiss whoever, yeah. he, she, and, and then she can be like, it's up to you now. Do leave. it. It's beautiful. It becomes an episode of, un- or like, Uncharted. He okay. just excavates inside the house. Okay, no one in chat say anything whenever I become a millionaire real estate. Promise me. We shall not. Okay. We shall not. We're good. All right. Uh, Dane, <laughs> thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having really me. Fun. Oh, no, we got super chats. We oh, got super well, chats. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Go for it. Should I leave? No. <laughs> <laughs> I no, always, uh, if I, if Mary was not here, I would always forget the super chats. Yeah. And, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Crispy Leg Transport LLC said, have you done a review on a show called Invasion on Apple TV? We have not. No, we have not. I don't. Ha- I haven't Apple, heard of that. Uh, Apple TV is like the one I don't have. Uh, I would have to. A lot of the Apple TV There's stuff. There's just too many. Um, what's the the one? Um, there's the one with. Uh, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember. That's fine. The, the, not, nothing on um, on Apple TV has really interested me all that much. Um, but if it sounds good, if that's a recommendation, maybe yeah. we should. Uh, Javi J. Okay, I still don't know how to pronounce this. Boricua. Boricua. Yeah. Oi, me Boricua and patron saint of White Boy Summer. Thank you. I'm a Mexican moving out of California, and I need to know where to take my mad burrito skills. Love what you're doing, Mary. Brett's okay, too. Wow. <laughs> That's my very own. That's your womp womp. Put that on your LinkedIn. Womp. Okay, too. Don't I'm, take it personal, Brett. I'm okay. Thank they're, that's, they're just that's, simping. That's, 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 thank you, I uh, think. I'm going to go cry in the corner. My <laughs> brother in Christ. The DMV area has atrocious Mexican food. It is your destiny to come over here Open a restaurant and share the food of your people. Please. 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 And thank you. And, and thank, thank you. you. And you won't need to enjoy a Cali burrito as well. Oh my says. god. I like I, I would never. We can enjoy a DMV burrito. <laughs> District Taco is crimes against humanity. Okay. <laughs> Unavailable ID name said the same thing happened with Post Malone fans saying he put Ozzy Osbourne on the map. Marilyn worked for this for fame. Kim got famous for a tape and her family. And being a ridiculous. Remember Ozzy Osbourne's song um, with Post Malone, where at the beginning Ozzy Osbourne just like kind of sounds like an ancient lizard coming out of an eggshell, like. That was just a weird moment in time, but it was a good enough song. Ozzy Osbourne and family are, that's a weird part of American culture that we don't really talk about that much. He sounded like a land before time dinosaur coming out of his eggshell. <laughs> anyway, w- Waffle Sensei said, it's party time. Yes, Thank you for partying with us. Thank you. Uh, Caper2x said, back on the Mary's Spider Gwen cosplay. Gwen Stacy dies on the cannon bread. What are your dastardly intentions towards our fed princess of darkness? Oh my god, that's your new title. I have <laughs> princess of darkness. I have no dark intentions. 
uh, L- oh, Lieutenant Punisher 666, wow, <laughs> said Severance on Apple TV is amazing. I've heard really good things about Severance uh, as well as Succession. Um, I, I, I watched season one of Succession but have not watched the further seasons. Hmm. I'm rewatching Prison uh, Prison Break right now. That's, that's what I do at night. I'm so tired from work. I, I rewatch old stuff. Why don't you watch Survivor? Uh, because I don't want to watch Survivor. Okay. I would rather watch Total Drama Island than Survivor because that's my generation. Well, guys, this is my last appearance on Pop Culture Crisis. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen again. Never. Never. No. Dane, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. At Dane Fun on Twitter. And like, if I, if I can, I know like my thing is like at Dane Fun on Twitter past, but like, you know, I'm actually honk honk the marketing guy here. And I like to talk about like a couple of projects that we got, you know, for the central hub for everything is TimCast.com. You can find things about Pop Culture Crisis, IRL, Inverted Worlds, Cast Castle, and a bunch of fun stuff. So uh, whenever you want to see anything and everything about us, I, I head over there. And I just want to say um, one of our podcasts that has been pretty silent recently is going to make a sudden reappearance. And I'd like for all of you to pay attention to it because... What we're working on is like truly incredible, and I think you guys are gonna love it. And that's all I say. You can't list the name of said podcast. Inverted Worlds. I was gonna say. Yes. Sorry, I, Tales I from was, the Inverted World. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Tales from the Inverted Worlds with my good friend Shane Cashman. All right, Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty, and whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, like the one I did today about Elliot Page, I promote them there. Perfect. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show here, Monday through Friday, youtube.com. That is at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are also on social media. We're on Twitter at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis, and on Instagram at popculturecrisispod. Tomorrow we will be back live with Seamus Coughlin here, 3 p.m. Eastern Living Standard Time. Living legend. We will see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.